good Sunday morning. City Gate Church and Pastor Howie Cantrell welcome you to this week's broadcast. We encourage you to tune in each Sunday morning at 7.30 right here on 100.7 WHIN. Or visit us in person at 734 Red River Road in Gallatin, Tennessee. Services start at 945. And now, Pastor Howie Cantrell. Well, good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Today we're going to be discussing the beast from the sea. We're going to be in Revelation. We're going to be talking about the beast from the sea. And we're going to be looking at, if you have your Bibles, hopefully you do, open up your iPads, open up your tablets, open up your devices, your books, your Bibles, whatever you've got. And let's turn to Revelation chapter 13. We're going to be in the New King James, and we're in week 23 of dealing with Revelation. So as we go into today, let's dig into our scripture, because this is going to be some of those things that we're going to cover two of the beasts today, and it's going to make a little bit more sense. And hopefully by the end of Revelation, you guys are going to have a better grasp than you ever have. So verse 1. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns were ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now, we're going to break this down a little bit, but you're going to understand that these are going to be different kingdoms, and these are going to be different powerful people. And these blasphemous names, they're going to speak against God, and so we're going to start seeing the Antichrist come out of what's about to happen. And we're going to understand that today as we dig in and we go a little bit deeper. What you need to understand in this piece as we open this up is that these 10 crowns, these seven horns, all of these things have a specific reason. They have a specific purpose. And when we open up the next piece, it's going to even make more sense. And watch this. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Now, I want to show you this because you need to understand as we dig into this today, the purpose and the reason for the leopard and the bear and the lion. Not one of those animals are not feared wherever they are in nature. Anytime somebody gets near a bear, anytime somebody gets near a lion or even a leopard, they're always brought fear to people and to men. There have been a few people that survived an attack from one of these animals, but they have very rarely lost a fight. Now, why are these three important? And why is this power important? We need to understand that the dragon now is Satan 100%. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. The dragon is Satan. And the power that he gives these and gives authority to, the Bible goes back and he says that God gave Satan dominion over the earth. He gave him power over the earth. And so he has that and God's releasing more of that to him. And we're going to see that develop today. It's always funny how people will talk and they'll, they'll be big until somebody shows up. Have you ever heard anybody, especially guys, my wife ain't going to tell me what to do. She ain't going to be the boss of me. She ain't going to do this. She ain't going to do that. And she walks around, hey, baby, how you doing? Everything okay? That's a true story. Look, I see people looking at each other right now. Girl, you know the truth. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? 
we talk a big game until somebody shows up and then when they show up all of a sudden we want to back down well I want you to see that now Satan has been he's been doing things kind of like under the covers he's been doing things in the dark now he's not worried about the dark because he knows the end is here he knows the end is present and so he's gonna start really opening up his can He's going to start letting everything loose, and he's not going to be afraid to say some of the things that he's let people say. Now he is going to be saying them, and he's going to put people in authority to be able to speak and say those things. Verse 3, and I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Now, he's going to receive a mortal wound. For those of you that don't understand, when a mortal wound is received, that means that you're dying. That that wound that you received is that unto death. And so when he received this wound, we don't know how the wound is going to come, but we do know that one of these heads is going to receive a wound and it is going to appear that it should kill the person who received it. Now, this is going to be a mortal person even though this is part of this beast, this is where they're going to start separating and you're going to start seeing the different entities showing up. Now watch this. So they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worship the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So now what we're going to see is what is coming out of this is now you're starting to see the Antichrist. This mortal wounding is going to happen to the Antichrist. And there's a lot of people who say a lot of things about who this is going to be. One of the biggest things in the church world is said that this individual is going to be the Pope. We don't know that for sure, but there's a lot of people that lean that direction. We do know that the one who rises, the one who comes up, that they are going to have such religious authority and such power that they're going to cause people to follow them. They're going to become a god, if you will. People are going to worship him. It just it says that. Who is even able to make war with him? Because of this mortal wounding, what happens is it looks like he should have died, but when he recovers, they're afraid of him now. Remember we talked about the lion, the leopard, and the bear? There's fear that's going to come. Because you got to understand that there are different peoples that are represented in these things. And they're going to cause havoc and they're going to wreak havoc upon the earth. Now listen to this. And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Now here we are again looking back at our 42 months and we're at that three and a half year thing, you've got to understand that this authority has been given to him by Satan and he's going to start speaking some really strong words. He's really going to start coming down. He's really going to say, you guys have been worshiping the wrong God. I am God. You saw the wound that I received and I healed myself. And so he's going to start putting all this stuff and people are going to look at him because he does have power. Now, what we need to understand is the peace that we miss. We use our eyes to look for power. We use our senses to pay attention to power. The one thing the church has never really truly grasped in modern days is the power that it has 
in prayer. We've never wrapped our minds around how much authority we have when we pray. If we would just stop asking everybody their opinions and their views, especially Facebook. I am just telling you, if you want stupid answers, ask Facebook. Because the people that are going to answer you, their lives are a wreck. And you're going to adhere to advice, you're going to adhere to things, and you're going to think they've got it all together because they always got their filters on and their pop, 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 and follow me, follow this, do this, do that. Let me tell you what the Bible says. Do not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You've got to be careful what you're allowing in. Last week, I was listening to, to Pastor Isaac. And that man, I tell you, I love to listen to him. It takes me a minute to get acclimated to him. And when he gets excited, it really takes me a minute to, to get acclimated to him. Because when he gets excited, I'm, I don't know if I'm listening to Swahili or English or Swalinglish. I just made that up. I don't know if that works or not. But Spanglish works, so I think, I think we'll try that one. I'll shoot that one at him. But when we had all those people to come up on stage last week, and we had all the different languages to pray, I didn't realize that Pastor Isaac prayed in two languages. He prayed in Swahili and his tribal language. And then we had Samuel here that prayed in Arabic. And then Saul came up, or Sal rather, came up, and he prayed in Spanish. And I just prayed in redneck. <laughs> but God was here. And God revealed that we are an international church. That we are going to reach the nations. It's not going to be something that is small. And if we don't do that job, we're going to be held in contempt of the courts when we stand in front of God himself. We've got to do what God called us to do. And that's to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature. Let me tell you something. It doesn't say preach denominationalism. It doesn't say preach your opinion. It doesn't say preach your view. It says preach the gospel. And the gospel is hope through Jesus Christ. Amen? Now listen to this. Now this is where you have to understand. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever heard somebody talk about the Bible or talk about a biblical subject or a religious subject, and all of a sudden it just didn't make sense. It's like, what? What did you just say? If you don't put the good stuff in, you don't have a filter to judge the bad stuff. We need more word than we need anything today. Amen. We need more Bible going into our ears, into our eyes, than all this other garbage that we see that's going on in the world today, myself included. Think about this. In your time that you have available each day, if you were to take a percentage of that clock and take, take a 10% window of that clock, of that 24 hours, and you were to take 10% of that just to do nothing but to pray or to focus on God, the Bible says think on these things, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is just, whatsoever is holy. Think on these things. If we were just to do that each day, would it make a difference in the way we walk and we talk on a daily basis? I can guarantee you it would. Now let me show you this, and so you get this. Several weeks back, I had a young lady, and I've told you this before, but I want to bring it back because she blew my mind. She and another young girl are doing a study group. 
just a Bible study group, and they've, they've picked a subject, and they're reading the book of Genesis, and they're, they're reading and they're studying the book of Genesis, which is a pretty big deal. And they're 17, 18 years old. They're young. And her friend called her up, and she was just going off about, I've got this problem and this problem and blah, 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 blah. And the girl said, stop. Stop. I need to ask you a question. She said, what? She said, have you prayed about this yet? And she said, no. She said, okay, stop talking to me. Hang a phone up. Pray about it. And when you finish praying, then call me back and let's talk about what God's saying. Now, I want you to think about the wisdom from a child. In my world, that's a child. Those of you that are close to that age, you might be looking like, well, oh, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, okay, that's fine. If you make it this far, then you can judge me, okay? But I'm saying to you so that you wrap your head around this, how many times do we talk about everything to everybody and do all this kind of stuff, and we don't take the time to go to God with it? We need to turn this stuff around and quit looking for every answer. We've got the answer. We need to look to the book. We need to look to God, and we need to pay attention to what not only his word says, but as Jeff spoke this morning, what his Holy Spirit is teaching and talking to us about. Amen? I feel like preaching today, y'all. Verse 6. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. Now, you need to understand when the Antichrist starts speaking these things, this is when people's eyes start opening. Wait a minute. Hold it. We thought you were God. We thought you were from heaven. But now you're, you're cursing heaven. You're cursing God. You're speaking against God. And all the Christians, all those that dwell in heaven, now there's going to be a shift because that 42 months has taken place, that three and a half years, and now there's going to be some things that we're not going to dig into today, but we know that there's going to be an idol resurrected, and it's going to be that of the Antichrist. It's going to be put in the temple in Jerusalem, and I'm telling you right now, that's when it all gets turned upside down. But I digress. We're not there yet. Let's keep going. Now watch this, and I want you to pay attention to this piece right here. Because people think that Christians are never going to be persecuted. For some reason, in this world, in this country, we don't think that Christians are going to be persecuted. We think that if somebody says, you're a Christian, ha, 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 that's persecution. That's not persecution. Let me show you. Verse 7. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Now, you want to talk about a superpower? Now we're talking about somebody now who has control over the entire planet. From the beginning of time, every one of the great warlords that tried to take over, their whole goal was to take over the world. They wanted world domination. They never have been able to succeed until now. The reason this is going to happen, the reason this is going to take place is because of the amount of communication power that we have. When we started doing online services, I looked and I was, I was blown away one day because I was, this was before we were even able to come back into a group. I was doing this online and I was doing it through my phone and I was preaching my guts out to my telephone, wasn't a single person there. 
And I got online to check who had been online, and there was somebody from Papua New Guinea that checked in and listened to the whole sermon and then commented. And I thought to myself, isn't that the headhunter people? Somebody don't give them a boat big enough to get over here, and that's what I'm saying. They might be looking for me. But Papua New Guinea, how in the world? You need to understand, Ted Turner made all of this possible when he started shooting those satellites up in the sky. You need to understand that there are people in third world countries that have better communication than we do have in the United States. Whether you realize that or not, Google is making sure that he's putting, that he, they are putting weather balloons up that have satellites attached to them and they're offering third world countries free internet. Doesn't cost them anything. They're giving them devices in the droves, all of the stuff. Why do you think they want your old phone? I'm just asking a question here. Why is your old phone important? Number one, you didn't wipe it as good as you think you wiped it, and they got your junk, just saying. The second thing is that they're taking those and they're giving those to other people in other countries who are less fortunate than we are, and they have access to everything you have access to through the Internet. That's an amen all by myself. Y'all got real quiet. Let's look at verse 8. Watch this. All, now this is what we're talking about. This is why this makes sense now. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have been written in the Lamb's book of life, of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Let's keep going here. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. whose names have not been written, the whole world. How are they going to be able to do that? I just told you. They're going to see it. They're going to hear it. They're going to know it. They're going to understand it. They're going to have it in real time. Anybody ever heard of Google Translate? That thing works. I had fun with a a young lady one time. She had a, a character from another language, Japanese, I think it was, put on the back of her neck. And uh, I asked her what it meant, and she told me, and I said, <laughs> and she said, what's so funny? I said, do you really think that's what that means? She said, yeah. I said, I worked 23 years in, in a Japanese factory, and that's not what that means. I was playing with her, but the first thing was grab the back of the neck. Oh, my God, what's on my neck? Let me tell you something. We got to be, <laughs> that was a Wayne right there, wasn't it? We got to be careful what we're putting on ourselves. We've got to be careful what we're letting into ourselves. We've got to be careful what we're writing into our spirits, what we're writing into our stories. We have to be careful because the truth is we don't know everything we think we know. I look around and I see people worshiping all kinds of things. I see people worship people all the time. I'm actually writing a book now. It's called The Mark IV Principle. And in that book, Becky and I were at the Ryman Auditorium, and we were watching Darius Rucker. And I was standing there, and it was a great show. It had all kinds of guests on it, and it was a benefit. And I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I, I just started to weep. And it's like, why are you crying? This is, a, this is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a good time. But I looked around, and I realized that the place that I was standing was once a church where the Creator was worshipped. But now that the creation had been being worshipped, and it broke my heart. 
Every time I, I ride around, there's a church right over here on this road next to us. And it's a business now. It's not a church. That breaks my heart. It breaks my heart when I see left and right that people are falling away from the truth. Because now their truth is more important than the truth. It is more important for you to understand my truth than it is for me to be able to share with you the truth. And everybody says, follow your truth, follow your truth. Let me tell you something. That's the blind leading the blind. Amen. Let me keep going. Because if anyone has an ear to what I'm saying, please hear today. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Now, this sounds a little funny right here, but you need to understand that when the, this Antichrist, when it comes, when these people don't accept this mark, and this is going to come in the next part that we're talking about now, when these people don't accept this mark, they're going to be taken into captivity. They're going to have all kinds of manners of evil things done to them. If you think the dark ages was bad, wait till Satan comes on with full force and full control and watch what he does to human beings that won't worship him. You'll see something and it's not going to be funny. It's not going to be pretty. I've said this for years. I didn't realize it at the time. I thought it was just whatever. But when I was a kid, there were, there were movies that were out about the rapture and about people being caught up. And I started looking around, and it was almost like God revealed something to me. All of these football stadiums, all of these, I'm talking about in every hometown, Friday night lights, come on. Every football stadium, one time is going to be, it's coming, watch. I'm going to prophesy right here, and you guys know that I'm, I'm funny about doing that. But I'm going to tell you what I felt that God showed me when I was a child. Two things. Number one, that I would see the rapture. And number two, what all of these coliseums and all of these venues and all this stuff is going to really be used for when it comes to Satan. And you're going to see the same thing that happened in the Roman coliseums with the gladiators and the Christians. You need to understand there's a reason that all these people are, are gathering up all these body bags and all this stuff. You can talk all of the fantasy stuff you want to. You can talk all the conspiracy theories that you want to. But I'm telling you, one day, one day, all of this is coming to pass. You can hear me now or you can see it later. Amen. Let me keep going. The beast from the earth. Now, we're going we're to change gears a little bit because you're going to now see the truth come out. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like the lamb and spoke like the dragon. Now is when you're going to see the Antichrist. He's going to have horns like the lamb, so he's going to appear to be one thing, but he's actually going to be something else. You see, that's why the Bible talks about beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. Let's keep going here because this is getting, this is getting good to me. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence. And causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now he's pushing them. Now watch this. This is, uh, this is where it just gets so crazy because everybody today is looking for a sign. I want to know what to do. I don't know how to do it. What do I do? What do I do? Lord, give me a sign. Give me a sign. 
He already gave you a sign. What sign did he give you? Salvation. He gave you salvation. And what are we supposed to do with that? We're supposed to trust. We're supposed to put our confidence in Jesus Christ. But how often do we do that? How often do we take the time to listen to what God is actually saying to us? Guys, I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm just being real with you today. We have a choice. We can pay attention or not pay attention. Every week we have people that walk in this room and they sit down and they listen to the words that are spoken from this pulpit. They sign online, they come in and they listen, and some people can't get it today and they'll listen to it all throughout the week and the numbers go up and up and up and up, the people that are watching. But I'm going to tell you something today. I'm not lying to you about the things that are to come. These things will happen. This is just a quick question. How many of you believe you're going to go to heaven? Raise your hand. If you believe you're going to go to heaven, amen. You know, the Bible says that you can know that for certain. 1 John 5, 13. These things have I written unto them that believe in the name of the Son of God that they may know that they have eternal life. You can know that today. Our job is to make sure that everyone around us knows that he can go to heaven and be with God through Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Watch this. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Why is this important? Why is that little piece important? Because what's going to happen later, we know that there are going to be two prophets that come. We know that they're going to lay and they lay on the ground for three days. And then the third day they're going to rise and they're going to have fire coming out of their mouth. They're going to have all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, now I want you to watch this. Let's go back to the Old Testament and let's put some things together. When Moses went into Pharaoh and he dropped his staff down and it became a snake. Pharaoh's like, that's no big deal. I got sticks and snakes too. Watch. And then there were staffs that were thrown on the ground. And when they were thrown on the ground, they became snakes as well. But what happened to those snakes? Moses' snake, the truth, ate the lie. You see now where I'm going? So they're going to see these things. They're going to be like, this is no big deal. We've already seen this stuff before. I'm not worried about this because we're worshiping the real God. We're worshiping the true God. And he's saying, and people are believing that he is God, that he is the one with all power. But he's not because, and he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which was granted to do in the sight of the beast. Now, he's able to do this. Now, watch. Telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was wounded by the sword and lived. Now is when things are going to start really changing. Because when that image is made, three and a half years, that image is going to be made. It's going to be set up in the temple, and it's going to turn everybody into remembering what was. I remember one of the things that Isaac said last week. He said he prayed to the God of his grandmother. 
when his grandmother prayed for his legs for him to be healed. He said he didn't remember, but he said he remembered he prayed to the God of his grandmother. You see, what we need to understand is keep putting those seeds in the ground. Don't worry about whether they're coming up now or not. Keep putting those seeds in the ground and don't give up sharing Jesus with people because that's where our hope is. And we got that. We've got that. We've got that assurance that Bible says that one plants, another waters, but God gives the increase. Quit worrying about if the fruit's there or not. Just keep cultivating the seed. Keep cultivating the root and let God do the work. Amen. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would, not worshiping the image of the beast, to be killed. Now, let's go back now into Moses, and let's talk about Dagon, the god that was there that they were trying to get everybody to worship. And every time that they would walk in, Dagon would be laying flat on his face. And because he was stoned. But what's going to happen here, there's going to be an image created. And this image is going to have power given to it by these beasts that's going to give it the power and the authority to speak. And when they don't fall down and worship it, he's going to say, kill them. You've been listening to Pastor Howie Cantrell with CityGate Church, located at 734 Red River Road, Gallatin, Tennessee. Please visit us in person for Sunday worship at 945. You may also see our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. From everyone at CityGate, have a blessed week.